0: to episode 237 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm happy to be talking with you again, because it's been like three weeks, which is too long. We missed two episodes in a row. It's not great, but shit happened. And then unexpected shit happened. That was bad. But now we have a lot to catch up on. Uh, by the way, even though this will be coming out after Wednesday, none of what we have to cap o- catch up on is Andor, because we are recording this on Tuesday because we're really, really smart and well-organized.
1: I agree. We're very smart and organized individuals, even though we missed a couple weeks of recording. That does not mean anything
0: else. Look, really, I just wish that they would release Star Wars Stoes on Friday that would be better for us as a podcast it would be better for me as a watcher
1: I agree I mean I feel like Wednesdays haven't done anything for me since I went to youth group on Wednesdays in high school I mean you guys have heard my diary you you know so Wednesdays aren't very useful to me anymore and I am usually busier on Wednesdays, so it's annoying because then I don't have time to watch, like, my shows. Like, I still need to watch the season finale of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and it was on last Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. I know, Emily, it's, it's been a fucking good season. Like, Camp has been great. Um, one of the characters uh, found out that um, she's bisexual. So it was really cool, you know, finding out just, you know, her process of like finding out that she's bi, and um, one of her friends gave her a little, um, a little pin with the LGBTQI plus flag, and Aww. that was like really nice. I know. I'm telling you, like, this is a really good series. Like, I know, like, you know, if you're not into Disney or if you're not into, like, the whole high school musical crap, like, this is basically a, like, PG slash PG-13 version of The Office, like, meant for, like, kids in high school or something. But I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the stories, finding out about the kids. The music's good. Um, I I recommend this so much, but. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good season, and I'm catching up on the cut. I think I've only watched like an episode or two, but it's fine. I feel like I only watch it because like I want to see like the designers because I can't really stand um, Heidi anymore because mm-hmm. I loved Tim Gunn. I loved Tim Gunn more than a lot of things in this world, so
0: it's always nice seeing him. Yeah, it just I I don't know. I didn't really like the structure of that show. I
1: liked how they got to travel to different, like, places. Right now, they're only in L.A., which I think is boring. Like, when they try to do Project Runway at the L.A. um, place versus when they were doing it in New York, like, I didn't like that at all. Because I feel like New York is, like, such a staple for fashion. I mean, you have New York Fashion Week there. Like, there's not really much in L.A.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I I work. You know, like two blocks from the Fashion Institute. Like I, yeah, I, I, you know, like my office is on Fashion Avenue. It's like everything is there. Like I go f- to get lunch at work, and I've f- passed by like ten different fabric stores. I know. I was gonna feel
1: like a really shitty Project Runway fan because I forgot the store they used to go to, which now mood. I remember was Mood. Yeah, so there was one in LA and then there's one in New York. I've, I think I've walked past the one in New York before when I went to New York, like back in like 2014 and it was at night. So you couldn't really
0: tell, but it's a landmark. Yeah. I've never been been in there or anything. Cause like I have no reason to be, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're going to have more to talk about with your two weeks. Cause you went to D23. But I will run through mine super quick, which is almost exactly a year after my apartment flooded, the universe decided to celebrate that by having my apartment flood again. Super cool. Um, luckily, this time, it was only like an inch of water as opposed to over a foot of water. Um, and I was able to like, I woke up like as it was happening, like before there was too much water in the place. So... I went upstairs and like woke up my roommate, and she was great and helped me get stuff up and away, and we got things cleaned up, you know, in several hours. And then I had like a billion loads of laundry to do. I lost some books again, and that sucked. Um, I was able to save my rug, which was nice. I was not able to save the padding for the rug. So right now I cannot lie on my floor, which makes me very sad because I very much like to lie on my floor to do Lego or to watch TV or anything like that. But right now, because it's an apartment with, you know, like my basement room is cement floors. So a little, you know, inch thick carpet is not enough without padding on it. But I've had other stuff I've had to replace and carpet padding is not cheap, irritatingly. Like, it seems like it should be cheap, but it is not. I had to buy a new weighted blanket. had to buy new slippers. I need to buy new books. Um, But even though we got it cleaned up right away, it's just, like, the mental toll of it fucking sucks. Especially it was weird because last time it was a hurricane. And we knew the hurricane was coming. I didn't know my apartment would flood, but at least I knew, hey, there's going to be a hurricane. This was, like, the forecast said rain. And then I went to bed and I woke up to the sound of water in my apartment again. And I thought, so now i got to be scared every time it rains. So I need to find a new place to live. And that fucking sucks. Um, The nice thing is my dad had already been going to come out here a few days after that anyway. So he came out. So my apartment flooded, I think, on like Tuesday morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. Maybe Monday morning. I don't remember. But then... My dad came out Friday, he stayed the night, and then the next day we drove to Cambridge because my brother is the head of, like, the manager of visitor experience at the MIT Museum that is reopening next month, and they were having a friends and family day, so we got to come out. You know, it's kind of like restaurants do, where they just want to, like, test their systems and see how people move through the museum and where there gets like congestion and if their ticketing system works correctly. So we went out to that. It was super cool. It's a, like a gorgeous building. The exhibits are, are really neat. If you are, you know, if you're in or around Cambridge or headed there for any reason, or I mean, Boston, obviously, cause it's right across the river. The, the MIT museum is worth a couple hours of your time. They have a super cool AI exhibit With all sorts of like old stuff. Like they have one of the first um, sort of computerized chess boards. And they currently have a robot that they are in the process of teaching. So it's an interactive thing. And every time it interacts with people, it learns more. So it's currently learning how to like pour a glass of juice and and stuff like that. They have an AI that will write poetry with you and it was just fun and then we uh spent the night at my brother's and his wife and then we had brunch the next day and drove back home but it was nice to just sort of have this weekend getaway after all the stress of my apartment flooding and i got to spend time with their dog well dogs because they have danny devito she is the old dog but they also have ozzy who is only six months old and i love him more than anything and he is huge now. He's so much big. Like when he, I, cause last time I was there two months ago, they had, like, I was there the weekend they got him. And I could, like, pick him up and carry him around. And now he is big. But he's very sweet. And he liked me, which made me happy. And I got lots of dog cuddles. And he would jump up on me and, like, not like, you know, like aggressively. He just likes, he really loves people. So if you're walking around the house, he will be next to you. And I got to give him lots and lots of pets.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a week. (laughs) I'm glad you got to see Ozzy. I do feel bad, though, however, because I remember texting you last Monday night. And um, I forgot, like, the context of it. But I'll read the text message to you. This is what I said to you. Oh, wow. Three exclamation points. That sounds pretty cool. You guys should have a good time. I hope the weather isn't too gross.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that was after. I- oh, cause yeah, cause I had mentioned that like I couldn't, I couldn't record last Thursday because my d- I had to get ready for my dad to come. Yeah, yeah. So you you jinxed me. So thank you for that. I horribly jinxed you.
1: Like you know, screw the scruffies who who thought that you know you hex them. Like I. I accidentally this, this is a fucking hex like I accidentally hexed you okay I'm glad to have somebody to blame yeah because there's nothing else really to blame because I remember waking up the next morning and Carlos had tuxed me he said hey Emily's apartment flooded again and I'm like what <laughs> so,
0: I, so I posted it in our, our Twitter group chat like a like a video of it and and uh celebrity artist Chris Hall said oh is this from last year I was like, nope. (laughs) (sighs) You know, it was literally like it was a week and a year after. It's so strange. That's so painful, man. I was about to re-download
1: that GoFundMe app and just start like, all right, let's do it again. But no, that's horrible. Like I'm. Number one, I'm so glad that it wasn't as bad as last time. But number two, I'm so, so happy that you're moving. Because I know moving sucks. Like, I've done it. I hated it. Um, It's terrible. But I'm so glad that you're potentially going to move somewhere where you don't have to worry about this. Because I can't imagine the emotional toll it is to have to fear
0: rain or storms or anything. Yeah, it's like it's New York. We get a lot of storms and mm-hmm. it fucking sucks I really like this apartment I'm pretty much every other way but and I'm not I'm not you know I'm not it's not like a like we're on month to month so it's not like I have to worry about being like out in by a specific time so that makes it a little easier to look for somewhere but fucking sucks um, hopefully you know luckily this time it was a couple hundred dollars worth of damage and a couple a instead of a couple thousand so <sighs> Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, thank you. So, tell me all about your experiences and D twenty-three. Anything else you yeah. might have been doing?
1: Yeah. So the weekend of Labor Day, I was in Vegas for a while, and that was fun. It was just it was really fucking hot, and um, just the weather was shit. Like it was nice though. Like I woke up every morning, was able to go to the gym, did a little day drinking, um, hangovers from day drinking are worse than hangovers when you wake up in the morning because then you have to endure the rest of the day hungover. And that's not fun. Um, It was really good. Uh, We tried one of, like, the big buffets, and it was, like, a really big letdown. Mm. So I guess that's the only, you know, gambling I did was gambling on food. But now I'm just, like, $200 more poor. But, I mean, at least I got to get food out of it. But... It was a lot of fun, and then um, next couple days was D23, and oh, it was a fucking delight. I love that convention so much. I think I love it so much because, like, no one I know fucking is there. <laughs> Brilliant. It's my time to just... I'm going to walk the convention floor. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about, you know, if I see someone I, I know. Or some, I did run into, like, Dom from SWOO. Um, and that, he's, he's a fucking delight. So it's always nice talking to him. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a really good convention. Uh, no chairs were stolen. Um, we got all of uh, the reservations that we wanted, which was really cool. It really sucked, though, because a lot of people didn't get what we did. to the point where um one of the cast members actually said like a snarky remark to me because you know i was checking in and he noticed i had like a plus one and he's like oh where's your plus one i was like oh i don't have one he's like you know you would really make someone's day if you brought someone with you
0: do they not have an overflow line
1: yeah they did
0: then what the fuck is he talking about
1: i don't know i think he was just Trying to create Disney magic for someone who doesn't fucking exist. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I loved the Parks panel. The Parks panel was probably my best panel. Um, that was on Sunday. Uh, the first panel on Friday, which was like the Disney movies and animation and Pixar, was really good. And I, I did a bunch of live tweets on Twitter. So if you follow us on um on Twitter... You'll see all my live tweets. I had a lot of fun doing that. So. It was a lot of Disney information. Um, they showed a lot of like, you know, montages of like, you know, we're away during COVID. But, you know, but magic is still here. I fucking lost it. Oh. Like, those always get me. Um, I didn't see Iger. No, I didn't. Yeah, of course I didn't see Iger. Because Iger's not here anymore, unfortunately. I didn't see Chapek. However, every time he was mentioned, he was booed. Which I thought was fucking funny. <gasps> That's. So embarrassing. Apparently at the Legends panel, which is like the first panel on Friday. It's usually the first panel of the convention because you're honoring like all the different Disney people who deserve like awards for their Disney service or something. It's adorable. But I guess he came out and just everyone was booing. Like, Just it's horrible. Like how do you recover from that?
0: Well, I think you can recover from that by being a... Like many times over multimillionaire and not giving a shit. I guess, but I would feel terrible if like I was
1: doing a job or was getting a lot of money and a lot of things and like everyone hated me. I mean everyone likes Josh Demario who does the parks, you know, but he gets paid a lot, a lot of money, but he's also nice to people and he he doesn't he isn't vocal about what he thinks people should do or not do. Oh. But he's not
0: like saying weird shit about Scarlett Johansson or whatever the fuck.
1: What a weird guy. I can't believe he's our CEO. But. <laughs>
0: our. <sighs> You know you I, don't work for Disney, right? I
1: know, but it's Disney I I go to those conventions and I feel part of Disney. Like I feel like I should be on that Legends panel getting like my legends. Like I should get my hand, my the the hand thing that they do like in Hollywood where you get your handprints like I don't know. Like I, I I feel invested in this company. Like I I love this company. Like this company's terrible, but I love it and I'm here for it. But it was really good. All the panels were good. There was no news, though. There was nothing new that they were announcing. Well, obviously, because COVID happened and fucked them over. But they knew going into this so they didn't need to announce anything. All they had to do was just, you know, cameo, you know, have Jamie Lee Curtis show up in one of the Dune buggies. Um, Just miscellaneous shit. And, you know, we all fell for it because, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I always enjoy seeing, like, sneak previews of something that's, like, coming, like, six months from now to a year from now or something. Um. However, day two was the uh, Lucasfilm, Marvel, and 20th Century panel, and that was shit. That was so bad. I mean, there were aspects of it that were really good. Like, for instance, I saw Harrison Ford in person for the first time, Aww. which... Was really fucking cool. Like he he was like brought to tears because he fucking loves Indiana Jones like possibly more than than anything he's ever done, which is so cool to see. Um, you know it's bad when you have three different, um, three different things. Lucasfilm, Star Wars, or Lucasfilm, Marvel, Twentieth Century, and
0: Star Wars goes first.
1: Star Wars had literally nothing, and it was almost comical. Uh, Excuse
2: me.
0: they had Jude
1: Law. They had our child, which, funny enough, our child, um, our CGI child, showed up on Friday because he's doing like a Peter Pan and Wendy movie that's going straight to Disney Plus. Oh yeah, he's um, playing Hook, right?
0: Yeah, he's playing which Hook. I actually think it's gonna be super fun. I mean, I don't know if the movie will be. I think the movie will probably be shit, but I think Jude Law as Captain Hook, I'm kind of into.
1: I think it's interesting, not only that they're putting us on Disney+, but I think that this is a remake. And I think that they probably didn't get the rights to call it, like, Peter Pan again because, like, I mean, the book and rights and yada, yada, yada. Because, I mean, it's basically a live-action remake.
0: I think Peter Pan is might be public domain because there's been a lot of, uh, like, kind of, like, reinterpretations of Peter Pan books coming out lately. And that doesn't happen until, like, rights have lapsed. That's
1: probably true, because they're calling it Peter Pan a Wendy. And, like, they were talking about a lot how they, like, they want Wendy to have, like, more of a role in it. So, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, two, they're also having a prequel live-action Lion King movie called Fucking Mufasa. Okay. And that's kind of weird. If actually
0: called Fucking Mufasa, I might be more into it. Oh my god! (laughs) This lion porno. I mean,
1: give the people what they want. No, I. That's very strange. But I mean, good for them. I mean, they're putting everything on Disney Plus, which I think is good-ish. But I don't know.
0: Oh my god! These are movies. Side note: I don't mean to interrupt, but I will forget if I don't tell you this now. I mostly watched Pinocchio. So my favorite movie podcast, Blank Check, was covering it because they had done all of Zemeckis's movies previously, and so they covered this one. And the guys from podcast The Ride were the guests. So, I'm oh like, my god, okay, I'm like, okay, I at least have to get like a feel for this movie before I listen to this podcast. So I watched like 20 minutes of the beginning, and then I just kind of skipped and then skipped some more holy shit it is terrible have you seen it i have it because i know that it's terrible it's like and this is not just me being like bitter and not liking tom hanks because like all the reviews have been terrible it is bad jiminy cricket is terrifying looking i don't know what the hell they were thinking with his like facial thing. The whole movie is just like weird and ugly and they took out like most of the songs or like cut some of the songs in half and then did new songs. The Blue Fairy is barely in it. Tom Hanks doesn't sing so why get him to play Geppetto? They did like they did like dumb. I feel like they did like half of When You Wish Upon a Star and maybe like a quarter of an actor's life for me which fucking sucks because that song is a baller it's awful yeah man we got the whole
1: performance of when you wish upon a star on friday man it was fucking beautiful
0: i'm very critical of live performances she's an amazing singer and like she belts it but i think they like they cut like at least one verse stupid and like tom hanks like they like do this he does this kind of like weird like chanty speak singing thing and it's just and everybody is doing the most ridiculous like saturday night live level italian accent oh and when they go to pleasure island you know how in the original that like the little kids are like drinking beer and smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. It first of all, it, like it looks like beer, right? Like it's it's like that amber clear beer color with a hat on it. Everybody knows what beer looks like. Yeah, there is an obvious obvious ADR. Where you'll have like when, when they're Pinocchio and the and Lamp Lighter riding on the boat with the beer glasses, you get a bunch of kids running by going, "Oh, root beer! I can't wait to have root beer! Oh, the root beer is so good!" No, hilarious. Let the kids drink beer, damn it's, it. Here's the thing, like the whole thing of that in Pinocchio is that's bad and has dire consequences. It's not like they're showing drinking beer is some great fun thing that you get rewarded for. It's bad and the kids turn into goddamn donkeys. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> how are they supposed to understand that in this movie that <sighs> if you drink
0: beer you turn into a donkey? Like no. It's it's so bad and I love I really do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. His Jiminy cricket is terrible. He's doing this accent. It's like southern for some reason. Anyway, back to D twenty three. Sorry for the nope.
1: Detour. That's mo- that's more entertaining than what I was about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple of other live performances, too. Like, there's this new Disney movie, Wish, that's coming in, like, 2023 to celebrate, like, the 100-year anniversary of Walt Disney Company or something. And Ariana DeBros came out and sang the song, and, like, it wasn't too hot. Like, Uh-oh. you know, I didn't I didn't want to say it on Twitter because, like, it, damn, that's fucked up. Someone's saying, you know, like, so I'm going to put it on this platform. No, but it just wasn't very good. Like, I... I feel like what they're doing is, like, they saw that Frozen was successful, so they're like, okay, we're going to grab the people from Frozen, and we're going to have them do all the animated movies now. And it's crazy, because, like, there's probably a lot of other people that have all these creative ideas. Like, not everything needs to be like Frozen, and not everything needs to look like Frozen, because we're in that kind of renaissance thing now, like we were, like, from 89 to, like, the early 2000s, where, like, all the fucking characters look the same. Like, we need... Different characters, different atmospheres, different everything. Like, not everything needs to be the same as Frozen. Like, I don't know. So, that was kind of weird. But, back to Saturday's panel. So, Star Wars, other than Bad Batch, had no news. Sure, they brought out CGI child actor Jude Law. But, all they did was just show a fucking picture of him with alien... Like, some kids and, like, you saw an alien kid. And being like, yeah, that's Jude Law and, and... in Skeleton Crew, guys, and that was really it. Now
0: we still have not gotten pictures of those kids. Like we just see their silhouettes. So it is possible that all of those kids are still Jude Law.
1: I think so because I'd, that's probably why he's getting paid like two hundred billion dollars to do it because he's
0: all the characters. <laughs> oh, and if you, if people for people who haven't heard Bad Batch by the way, not coming back until Janu- January of next year yeah peace fuckers just give me my darling girl omega yeah it was fucking andor that decided to swoop in and be like nope i'm gonna go Look in at that. no 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 be blaming andor. i know i know it's their obsession of not having anything overlap and also the i mean Andor has 12 episodes but they're burning through the first three this week so there's only nine more after that they could still give us fucking bad batch I know. And like, don't
1: bring out everyone from Andor just to give us another trailer, like five days or 11 days before it's supposed to air. Like, just give us the fucking episodes. You showed the slow burn episodes to like all the people, you know, last week. So why not
0: show that slow burn shit to us too, Lucasfilm? It, it was too soon. If I think if they had been a week later, you would have seen maybe not three, but I think you would have seen an episode. Well, no, because everybody would have had to sign NDAs. Yeah, that's just crazy. I don't know. Like the only reason the only reason we saw Obi Wan is because they were releasing it immediately after they showed it to us.
1: I would have liked something like that, but like that would have been super cool. But I think that Celebration had more of a fair system because D twenty three wasn't like Celebration at all in the sense that there were the over the overload room or the overlap. I don't know. I can't think of the over word, but overflow. Thank you, thank thank you, Brittany. Overflow rooms. (laughs) And it was just one big room because what I what, what I was trying to think of last celebration, because I remember they remember my story about how they brought us up to the escalators and it was just the show floor mm-hmm. and like how terrified it was, because I'm like, I thought this was the panel room. So at D23, they turned that whole side of the convention center into the show or to the um, the hall mm So, they're able to fit more people. I'm not sure how many more people. Probably more people than that small arena across the way, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what I think is hilarious is that, you know, going into this panel... Like, I was asking the boys, because I went with Rusty and Carlos. And I was asking them, so, what do you think Lucasfilm's going to provide for us? Me knowing that they wouldn't provide anything, because... I've been in this shit too long for me to have any hope that they're going to do anything for us. And Rusty and Carlos were both like, they have to say that they're doing a movie soon. They have to give us information.
0: (laughs) In fact, we got the opposite of that, which is the 2023 movie is officially off the schedule.
1: Which good. I mean, I think that. Lucasfilm well, saw how fucking terrible Wonder Woman 2
0: was. and Also, like, that. even even if it hadn't been Rogue Squadron, which they had, you know, said was indefinitely delayed, like, as soon as they said that, I'm like, well, we're not getting a new movie next year. Like, Taika has said his movie is, like, still in script stages. We know Ryan Johnson isn't even that far. So what was this movie going to, like... I-
1: <sighs> Do people not know how long it takes to create a movie?
0: Maybe. Well, and also some people just aren't as, you know, up on all the announcements and shit.
1: Yeah, you know, like, you know, like how I talk about, you know, celebrity artist Chris Hall, you know, stars are just like us. Like, you know, stars they are not just like us. Like, that's how other people are, you know, compared to us. Like, we know, like, the ins and outs of, you know, this community and Star Wars news and everything. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I see, like, not the average fan, but I'm like, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, we're gonna get a movie soon, right? No, I kind of laugh, and I'm like, uh, no, mm, that's not
0: gonna happen. But I did just see today that Tony Gilroy has signed a first look deal with Lucasfilm, either to do other TV projects or possibly even a Star Wars movie, which, I mean, I haven't seen Andor yet, but fuck, I love Tony Gilroy. The Bourne movies are awesome. Michael Clayton is awesome. If Andor is even 75% as good as I think it's going to be, Tony Gilroy doing another Star movie I'm totally down for.
1: Man, poor Gareth Edwards. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride.
0: Well, I mean, he was the bride, but then his wedding got interrupted and somebody else got married instead and gets all the credit. And all the presents. That's just
1: what happens sometimes. Like, you know, maybe just your relationship is not meant to work out. And that's what happened to Gareth. I feel bad for the guy.
0: However, I like the rogue one that we got. And who knows what the rogue one before that was.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about Tony. Every time I see Tony, it, it's always fun. He just seems like a fun, energetic guy. I love seeing the cast too. I feel like I feel like I've seen like the Andor cast like 5 or 6 times. Like this is like my fourth time I've seen Diego Luna. Like we're like friends now. <laughs>
0: Close personal friend Diego Luna. Yeah. That's my guy. But yeah,
1: and then Man, you remember Hawkeye, you know, when they had the little Broadway show of, you know, Rogers the musical? Yes. You got to see that live.
0: That's awesome. I'm very jealous it, of that because that was, it was very fun on the show.
1: It's so magical. I was really sad though because um, I can't think of his name, but the uh, Adam, yeah, Adam Pascal sang it in, um, in Hawkeye. And he's a really famous Broadway actor. He was in Rent. Mm -hmm. um, And they had a different guy singing it. So I was really bummed that it wasn't Adam. But I was still happy because the performance was amazing. Like, there's no people that sing better than Broadway people. Like, it was just a beautiful performance. And Kevin Feige loves Disney so much. And you can just tell by the way he shines at these conventions. And he always finds his way to show up. Like, he showed up to the Parks panel I mean, he was probably on the show floor. I think I saw pictures of, you know, people with him. And, um, and John Favreau. Favreau loves Disney, too. I mean, like, he started, you know, he did The Lion King. He did The Jungle Cruise. And now he's, like, our our Star Wars king. Him and Filoni, which we saw Filoni on Saturday. And it was fine, you know. Hey, Filoni. Like, he had nice hat. Um... Yeah, you're going to do a show soon. Okay, cool. Here's a picture. Oh, you've already seen it, but I'm going to show another picture. You, you've probably seen that too. And Yeah, we're still filming it, and we have nothing to show you. Goodbye. At, At least they showed us a fucking trailer for Indiana Jones, which looks fucking amazing.
0: I'll, I'll believe it when I see the movie. I just can't imagine that movie is going to be good. I hope it when is. You- I want it to be good. But just in terms of my experience with movies and the world, I cannot imagine it's not going to suck.
1: Well, especially, okay, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. And even though, like, her character was let down in Solo, um, Harrison loves her.
0: Like, he was literally saying she's the reason why this movie is so good. She's... She's incredible, both as an actress and as a writer. Fleabag is one of the most brilliant shows of all time. If anybody hasn't watched Fleabag, I mean, it is a both hilarious and a like heart ripper of a show. It is so goddamn good. And in the second season, you get Andrew Scott as his priest and is the has one of the singular hottest like thirty seconds of television I've ever seen. Ooh.
1: Yeah, so I think that'll be good. Uh, Marvel stuff was good. They didn't announce anything. I was really hoping for a Fantastic Four. Not that I care about the Fantastic Four. I just care about the people's reaction to Fantastic Four. I just uh, get excited because other people are excited. Um, However, I don't think anyone was really excited to watch 10 minutes of footage of uh, uh, James Cameron, um, also known as Jim Cameron. The fuckers kept calling him Jim. Who the fuck is Jim? Well, Jim is a nickname for James. I know, but who the fuck calls him Jim? Is His he Jim friends. now? His friend I know.
0: But, like, I don't think I'm ready to be James Cameron's friend. You don't have to. I don't want to be. It's like people call people call Robert De Niro Bobby. I'm like, I, no, fucking. it. I could know Robert De Niro for 20 fucking years. I'm not calling him Bobby. That's yeah. terrifying.
1: Which, you know, I'm setting my limit. I'm not calling him Jim. Like, it's, it's James Cameron. And he showed us 10 minutes of footage of avatar. And he gave us these really super nice 3D glasses with those really nice glasses cleaners that had like the avatar logo on them. And at the end of the thing he said, hey guys um, if you want your cool awesome avatar posters, you're gonna have to give back the even more super cool 3D glasses. So you know who I did? Hmm. I kept my fucking
0: 3D glasses. Fuck Jim. Fair enough. I mean, well Well, you and Carlos were both there, so... I mean, do you need two Avatar posters? I would not even need one Avatar poster.
1: Well, yeah, no, the best part was is
0: that Rusty didn't want one either, so now I have two super cool awesome 3D glasses I'm never going to use. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck are you going to do with those? You're just going to find those next time you move and go, what the fuck did I keep this for? No, I'm going to remember how fucking petty I am and remember that, hell yeah, I stood up to Jim. Look, Avatar's going to make bank. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Those movies are extremely popular still. I mean, especially in China. Hugely popular. And that's, I mean, China's the only thing you need to make money. I have no interest in it whatsoever. But people laughing at it as if it's going to bomb, it's not going to bomb.
1: Yeah, it's potentially going to be, like, the most, like, the. it's going to be, like, in the, you know, number five list or above of, like, the world's most, like, gross films or whatever. Like, it's going to do really good. Because even at first, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to do good. And Carlos is like, no, you're wrong. It's going to do really good if these movies
0: do really good overseas. Yeah. The international box stuff is going to be huge.
1: Yeah. Which, it was weird because 20th century, that was all we got was, was shit from Avatar. Like nothing else is going on in 20th century other than Avatar, which I thought was weird because it's kind of like the studio's opportunity to show like what's going on because something's going on like COVID happened. It sucked. And, you know, that's what this panel kind of showed us that, hey, stuff's still happening, but not a lot of stuff. So here's some musical numbers, um, celebrities and Sebastian San and uh, Loki. Loki's here, guys. You know, Loki from the Loki show. Well, he's here with us. And Sylvie's here, too, from the show Loki. And Loki's here, if you don't know. So I, don't know. I do like Tom fine. Hiddleston. You know, I've been in the room with two of Taylor Swift's famous exes. I fucking saw Jake Gyllenhaal the other day, and I'm like, oh, my God. Fuck that oh guy. Oh,
0: my God. He's a big I
1: of know. Shit. I but
0: know. Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston seems like a decent enough dude. I know,
1: I would have liked a Tom Hiddleston album because the Jake Gyllenhaal album was gold. But we got a couple of Hiddleston songs. I mean, we got Dancing With Our Hands, Tied," um, We got um, Getaway Car, some good ones. Getaway Car is a good one. And then Sunday, the Parks panel.
0: It was so good, Emily. It was so fucking good. Um, Um, Okay, I got to interject here because it is so funny hearing your reaction to this panel and then listening to podcast The Ride where they were just like, what the fuck is this shit? Man, I
1: got so sad listening to that. I stopped listening.
0: Well, because they're interested in rides and uh, know there's a guy walking around looking like the Hulk. Okay, well,
1: let me explain a little bit. So, you know, they go down, like, park by park, like, what's happening. Like, for instance, Mandalorian's coming to Batuu, which, you know, brings me the possible, you know, uh, conspiracy theory that I think that Mandalorian survives um, throughout the sequel trilogy. Because um, to be on Batuu, you have to survive past The Force Awakens. So... And I believe The Last Jedi, too. And, and now Mando's there with Grogu. So I don't think anything's going to be happening to him. So we're going to get 85 seasons of The Mandalorian. But um, so they announce at California Adventure, because they have Avengers Campus, that uh, well, first off, fucking Mark Ruffalo comes on FaceTime because that's what happens now. That's also what James Cameron did the other day was that he went on like fucking Skype, fake Skype, because, of course, like they probably just haven't been like, hey, I'm Jim Cameron. This is Avatar. I'm going to show you 10 minutes of footage. And that's it. But (laughs) That's basically what Mark did. Mark's like, hey man, we need to have some Hulk here. And okay, let me explain. Because a lot of people are confused on why it's weird costume Hulk. I believe strongly that we get weird costume Hulk. Because Universal still has the rights to the Hulk. And you obviously can't have, you know shirtless, purple shorts, Hulk at Disneyland when you have purple shorts, green Hulk at Universal Studios. So I think this is their way to kind of sneak him in. And if you notice, too, he's only there for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So good job, Disney. You're getting away with shit. But they're also adding a ride, too. And you see, like, the new Thanos. We got a cool poster, too, that shows kind of, like, ride information. So... That was awesome. Then we find out that downtown Disney is getting like two cool new restaurants. And then fucking Porto's is coming. We got free fucking food.
0: It is. All right. I know you're in the room and you're very excited about this. And also you live in California. It is bananas to announce that at a convention that is getting like international draw on your stage at the same time you're announcing like your new movies and shit (laughs) like to give that the same kind of fanfare as you do of here's 10 minutes of avatar it's like if they were at new york comic-con was like oh by the way there's a new tgi fridays opening in times square
1: yeah but they don't offer you free tgi friday's food like i wouldn't have cared if they didn't give us free food like i don't think i've been ever been so excited to receive free food when i haven't eaten all morning there's just something so magical about free food and just the crowd just gets so excited and you kind of like get into that because like parks people are fucking nutty i mean like i'm a parks person but i mean i keep my cool But being surrounded by a lot of people to the point where um, the people sitting in front of us were really invested in this. And Rusty and Carlos were watching football the whole time. And Carlos would have his, like, you know, side comments, you know, like, because, you know, Josh DiMario was on, you know, an island, you know, talking about, hey, we're going to put this new Disney property here, you know, for the Disney cruise line. And Carlos would be like, you're on vacation. You're not working. What is this? Or something like that. And the lady, like, turned around and glared at him. Just let my guy be funny, lady. Like, it's a joke. Let's let's laugh at the joke. Because, of course, you know, Josh is is on vacation. He's working, but he's also on vacation. Because you see him, you you gotta see him ride Tron a couple times. And we saw that video of him having fun. And he loves these things. Like, ah, but... I, I knew this par- this parks panel was going to be fantastic when, you know, they played um, one of the songs from the old fireworks show they had at Magic Kingdom. I believe it was Happily Ever After. And then they announced that it's coming back to Magic Kingdom and everyone was just so excited. And I was excited because everyone was excited. But it reminded me of, like, just park culture and, like, what people enjoy from the parks and what they don't. Or, like, when something leaves, they get bummed. And then when something comes back, they're super excited.
0: This is so, like hearing somebody describe a
1: Trump rally. <sighs> it wasn't that though. I promise you. <laughs> I I I don't love Joe Biden. But I me, mean, I love Joe Biden. I love Joe. He likes ice cream. I like ice cream. Like I do like ice cream. I do like ice cream. I love his dogs. I love his cat. I love Jill. I think Jill's a catch. I loved Obama. I'm blue all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just a, it was a fun cult experience. You know, I would I would describe that Parks panel as, like, a cult.
0: Like, okay, okay. Maybe Trump rally isn't fair. Maybe what I should describe it as is is a Scientology conference. I will be glad. I
1: mean, I'm glad to associate that. Because, I mean, like, what harm... I mean, I can't... I can't, Never mind, I can't say what harm to society are we doing. Because the fucking cruise line exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and all the terrible things that the cruise line does to uh, pollution, to water, to, you know... Just you name it and I'm so excited to do it in October but yeah it's it's terrible you know a lot of things we love are terrible but it's fun to come together and celebrate those things that make us really happy and make us excited and Emily most importantly if if you want to come with me to Disney Paris next year they're still celebrating the 30th anniversary so they still have all the celebrations
0: going on so you know okay so what I can do is go to what is I I think uniformly known as the worst Disney park. Yes. (laughs) Emily, I'm so excited to visit the
1: worst Disney park because I'm so excited to experience the worst Disney park, which is, you know, Disney Studios or whatever they're calling themselves. The other park, the other park that like is still like halfway complete. They still have like a whole pavilion that isn't completed. And all they
0: have is just Avengers Campus and the Tower of Terror. I think I might not take you up on this generous offer of going to a shitty... I think I will continue my plan of kicking around Scotland.
1: But Emily, I haven't even told you the best part about Disney Paris.
0: Oh, excited. Okay, what's the best part about Disney Paris?
1: Guess what Disney Paris has that Disneyland also has. What's that? Autotopia. Oh my god. Emily, this is our (laughs) opportunity together to... (laughs) You know, something that we weren't able to do together due to unforeseen circumstances. And now other circumstances will allow us to experience Autotopia together in a different country, in a place that we both have never been before. Like, how exciting is that? The international Canto Bite trip where Brittany and Emily Lind endure Autotopia.
0: Okay, well, you you I don't know, like work on Kev or something, because this isn't I'm not down for this, but <laughs> you so you might need backup.
1: Oh my gosh, well maybe Kev, you know, I maybe Kev is you know a a, a closeted Disney fan, and maybe he's as you know jacked up about Autotopia as I am, because I know I understand Autotopia is not the best Disney parks ride, but I resonate with with Autotopia because it is one of the OG original attractions at you know Disneyland and I think it's cool that you know they're bringing it everywhere else. you know let's share the love of Autotopia in different places, different countries, different parks, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So overall that was a that was a super fun panel and just like the atmosphere there was super cool. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was overall a really good experience. Um, everyone there was super cool, super chill. Everyone in line was awesome. It's cool um, experiencing these, you know, conventions and, you know, being on the show floor with, like, people who love Disney as much as you do. Because it's different with Star Wars. Because it's like, I love Star Wars, but I don't love Star Wars like I love Disney. Because, you know, Disney was my first love. And Star Wars was, you know, the... Uh, not the one that got away, but maybe the one that like, you know, I'll keep you. <laughs> okay. You fulfill the needs, but I don't know. I I love it. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything like super cool, fun Star Wars to be announced. Um, but it was cool. I mean, nothing was announced. Like, let's be real. Like, COVID really affected, you know, the movie industry. So I think it's crazy that people were really expecting Lucasfilm to come out and say, hey, we're doing a film soon. I mean, I honestly don't think they're going to do a film until, like, 2025 to 2027, because...
0: I mean, 2025 one's still on the schedule for now, but I think they could... I mean, yeah, I mean, that's three fucking years from now.
1: I just don't think they care, because they see that everything else is really successful. They're still making a shit oh, ton of money. Oh, oh,
0: they care in terms of the money. Like, yeah. a big Star Wars movie makes bank. Like, if you have the opportunity to make anything that's going to make, you know, around a billion dollars, you're not going to give that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's also a good point, too. And, you know, these shows are doing well for them and everything. And I think they're really steering direction into what they think is successful. I mean, God, the the Rise of Skywalker made over a billion in the box office. So I think they're just trying to figure out, like, their footing and just figure out, like, what's what's right, what's not right. And, you know, they're not rushing it, which I'm glad because if Rogue Squadron was shit. That would suck. And uh, I almost yeah, would rather have them do yeah. nothing versus something that's shit. Oh,
0: definitely. Like, especially if there's if still shows that I like. I mean, obviously, I'm not interested in everything they're doing. Cough, cough. Ahsoka, cough, cough. But, I, uh, you know, fingers crossed, I'm going to dig Andor. And I'm still excited for The Acolyte. And I'm excited for Bad Batch to come back. Uh, I still like The Mandalorian, even though I'm kind of concerned next season about how much they're going to rely on Katie Sackhoff and how much she cannot act but great voice actress not a good actress actress
1: oh man
0: I mean and also like um
1: bless the armor because um the, uh, the actress who plays her was on stage Emily Swallow Emily Swallow was on stage going on and on about, you know, stories from her childhood, this and that. And fucking Kathleen is like, wow, so you're really making up for all the time you don't talk in The Mandalorian.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, man. That was a lot. I was like, holy shit. Because she was going on for a little too long. You know, she was talking about, like, childhood stories and, you know, like, how her dad would look at her and that's how she would know she was in deep shit. And I mean, yeah, Kathleen has no fucking chill. I mean, she'll tell you that she doesn't like how you do your socks. I mean, she's going to tell you if you think you're you're talking too long at a Disney convention. So, that's kind of nerve-wracking. But, you know, Kathy, my girl, like, have a beer or two before you go to these, like, conventions. Like, she's, like, so... S- I mean, like, go her. I mean, she's very serious, you know, very formal with everything she does. Like, I think she should loosen up a little bit, you know? But, no, I mean... Okay, yeah, but...
0: This is work for her, and also, she doesn't get to, like, she doesn't get to be like Fon John Favreau or Filoni.
1: That really sucks because like, she fucking she, like she it, deserves it, it, it.
0: it. Yeah, but she doesn't get to because it's like if if she did that, she'd be unprofessional, or pandering, or whatever shit people would say because she's a woman in an incredibly powerful position.
1: It's just this shitty realization just knowing that she's going to get these, you know, terrible remarks or side comments from people because, yeah, she deserves to have fun because this should be fun for her. I mean, I hope she's having fun. I mean, I know she is. I mean, she's been doing this shit for like 40, 50 years. So, of course, but it just sucks because it's like I I want her to I want to feel like this is fun for her, too. But, yeah, she probably feels like, you know, the, the stressors, you know, from society and. know the stereotypes that like oh just it's fucking dumb like i just want to have a beer with her and have like a fucking good time because it sucks that she can't because then people will think that she's not professional because you know i trust that she's professional but i mean like i'm not a racist misogynist sexist pig you know i'm I'm britney
0: like imagine if she had been as drunk or high or whatever the fuck that Dave Filoni was at Celebration, yeah, like, man, it it would have been insane the amount of backlash that she faced.
1: It's just not fair,
0: man. People would be
1: fucking nice to Kathy. Like she she does so much for Star Wars. I mean, like Star Wars wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for her. I feel like a lot of people like don't realize that they gave Dave and and John so much fucking. Uh, it, congratulations for you know all the all the different shows but i mean Kathy's there too Kathy's the one who's approving this shit she's the one that is responsible for you know putting all this on our screens so we need to show more thanks to Kathy because She's responsible for all of this and let her fucking chill. Let her have a beer and hang out with her friends at D23 because it doesn't need to be that serious. Like I just it's a good time. Like let her go to the Grand California to Napa Rose to get a steak and (laughs) enjoy it because I didn't see her and I was bummed because I saw her last time. But my friend Kathy, you know, let let her relax and have fun because she deserves it. She's been working hard. Stop being a dick. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, but I fucking love these conventions. Like, they're just so fun and Disney filled. And, you know, everyone has fun. You know, I go with the boys and they have fun, too. Like, it's a lot sometimes for them. But, I mean, they enjoy when it gets weird. Because I do, too. But I'm the kind of person where if someone's excited about something, I get excited because they're excited. And that's basically what this convention is for me. Because, I mean, I don't give a shit that, like, Luna Bell is, you know, here in person when she's not because this is her first time being here in America because, you know, she lives at, you know, a different Disney property. Like, I don't care. But seeing how excited people are, I'm like, yeah, fucking Luna Bell's here, man. Let's fucking party. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. So there's this character um, named Luna Bell, and she exists um, in the in the different Disney parks. I believe in, Sh- in Disney Shanghai and um, Disney Tokyo. I'm not sure. Here, let, let me look. Th- let me look this up for you. Luna, you see, I don't even know. I'm just excited because other people were okay. excited. Is she, is she like
0: a person character or like a fairy or? Oh, she's an a animal? bear. She's a bear. Okay. Is she, like, a cute bear? Yeah, she's cute.
1: Oh, Lena Bell. Okay, so there's this this brand of bears. They're all good friend bears. And they're at the Disney properties. Um, Specifically, Shanghai Disney. And she's only at Shanghai Disney. Because we have Duffy here. Duffy lives in California sometimes. But we've never had Lena Bell here. And Lena Bell... Showed up here on Sunday last Sunday, and that's
0: insane because okay, okay, that is not a bear, that is a fox. Oh, it's a fox, never Have mind. Have you seen a bear before? Well,
1: I mean, when you're a costume, a bear could be a cat.
0: <laughs> I want everybody listening to this to stop right now and look up Lena Bell. L e n a b e l l e, and see if it looks anything like a bear. I think it does. I think she looks like a bear. Dude, she has a giant fucking fox tail. I didn't see that fox tail. Obviously, <laughs> she has fox ears, and she has a little fox pointy nose. I guess
1: I am incorrectly stereotyping all costumed animals as
0: bears. I deeply <laughs> I think, apologize. I think so. Okay. Okay, so there's a bear, but it, the the bear has friends who are not bears.
1: Yeah, and their friends are getting a Disney Plus show, which <laughs> is exciting because then you get to know if the bears. Emily, I get to introduce you to my new friends. Are they related to the country bears? I know the country
0: bears. They're not related to the country bears. Are they like enemies? Are they different, no. boring clans?
1: No, I I think they're just just mutuals. You know, like. Okay. You know how when you follow someone on Instagram, it says, Hey, um, be or follow this person. They're a mutual of your friend. Like, it's just like that. Okay. Yeah. So it was a great experience. I highly recommend going to these conventions because they're a lot of fun. I mean, if you're into Disney as much as I am, or not even as much as I am, I, I definitely recommend it because, you know, we get all the different. Studios, you I mean we get Lucasfilm, we get Marvel, we get 20th century now. So it's super cool. So that's what I did the past two weeks. It was fun. Um it's nice to relax though before my Disney cruise next month.
0: That's coming up.
1: I know. I'm excited. I'm nervous though, because like there's gonna be a lot of food, and I'm gonna eat literally everything on that boat.
0: And I'm like, a cruise. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: Well, I know, but like, I don't, I don't want to like explode. Like, you know how horrible that would be if like, like that'd be horrible if that happened.
0: I mean, if the food is good, then like, there are definitely worse ways to go. That is true. And I'm
1: excited, you know, we're still getting the costumes together and everything. I still need to put together my feather for my costume night. I mean, partially, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just there for the ride because I'm not not—I'm not the biggest Halloween person. Like, if, if I could get rid of any holiday, it would probably be Halloween. Oh, my God. What is your problem? Everything. Like, I stress out so much every year trying to figure out what I want to be because... It's something that I've been figuring out my whole life. So now it's just like, well, what do you want to be, Brittany? And it's like, I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: Thanks. You know. You don't need to be anything. You can just watch horror movies and eat candy. Which is like, all I want to do with my life is eat candy and watch horror movies.
1: I love candy. But I'm still excited. It's going to be a fun cruise. And I feel bad for Carlos, too, because he... He was gonna take time off too, and I took time off because he's like, I get to relax. I'm gonna play video games while you're on your cruise, and I'm like, that's fucking sad. But I think he's going to Vegas um, that week when I'm gone. So, but also, I'm also kind of worried because I mean, like, what if something? What if he gets kidnapped in Vegas and like I never see him again? Like from a movie, you know, like a Hallmark movie where like.
0: what? Do people get kidnapped in Vegas in Hallmark movies? I don't know, just weird. I thought, Hallmark, in movie, no. I thought Hallmark movies were like I'm gonna I am a high power businesswoman who is too stressed out by my job and I'm gonna move back home and to, like work on my parents' poinsettia farm where I learned that all I really need to be is not have a job and just have a handsome guy. Yeah, but what if my handsome guy goes to Vegas,
1: and then, like, he loses his memory or something? And then, like, the whole movie is, like, him regaining his memory. Kind of like that one movie where, like, they get in the car accident, and she has to, like, fall, uh, you know, she has to fall back in love with Channing Tatum. Like, what if that happens? What,
0: don't they get back together in the end? Yeah, they do, but, I mean, not all movies are the same, Emily. Well, then, you get, like, I don't know, that's, like, that's interesting, at least.
1: Well, maybe a game of Uno will, re- will, will make his uh, memories come back.
0: Yeah, you just have to kick him enough times. That I don't remember who you are. That's the trick. But then he's going to be like, I don't want to be in this anymore. What the fuck is this? No, but... Or maybe when you're on, like, your your mission to, like, save Carlos from the kidnappers or whatever, you like, hook up with, like, Tom Hiddleston or whatever, and then you fall in love with him. No, because... Carlos is better because Taylor Swift messed with that I don't I'm I I always just a placeholder like insert your celebrity of choice here but
1: still I mean you know placeholder is is just as important as as the ornament on
0: the Christmas tree I don't know like maybe you hook up with your super hot uncle or something and have almost have sex in a brothel that was fucking hot let's be fucking real so game of thrones oh oh my god look i know it is morally bad however the scene from two weeks ago two weeks ago with matt smith and her and that brothel when he is like seducing her but then won't have sex with her is it one of the hottest things i've ever seen on tv Have you watched this more recent episode? I just watched it before we recorded because I thought we might talk about it.
1: The hottest thing, I think, was when she's talking to him in fucking Valerian and said, take me to Dragonstone and make me your wife. Oh my god!
0: (sighs) (sighs) Oh! Jesus (sighs) Christ.
1: And then he he, he fucking kills his wife in the beginning of the episode. And I still want them to
0: fuck. I gotta say, I like him a little less after he killed his wife, because I was watching, like, that first scene is, like, I'm like, oh, who is this cool lady? And I'm like, oh, I guess that's his wife. And I was literally about to text you, being like, oh, I really like Damon's wife. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I think something bad is about to happen. And then something bad happened. But also, this fucking Sir Kristen fucking sucks shit. I, I, you know that I liked him, because he's hot, and he was in love with the princess, and that is a story I like. He's hot and he fucks. Yes. That that, that the guard is in love with the princess that he's guarding, you know, and he's very loyal to her. That's a story that I like. But when he kills this dude for literally no reason in this episode, and not just kills him, but like fucking literally beats his face in. I don't like him anymore. I wish he had killed himself at the end.
1: We had our, our, our first, was it our first, you know, gay relationship? in game of thrones like an Mm, act well not our first but i mean i i feel like we had the whole baratheon guy yeah like we had this lovely relationship established and then we had fucking renear be
0: like hey man like
1: i know you like dudes totally cool we just
0: yeah yeah we're just gonna we need to have a couple of kids because that's how it works but then we can just both do our own thing i do not give a shit I'm totally down for it ever, dude. You can, I, like, I'm not, like, this is gross. He's, she's not, like, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you like dudes. She's totally fine with it. And then, fucking Sir Kristen, who, honestly, not even, like, there's not even anything to provoke him. Except the fact that he went up to her earlier and is like, run away with me and we'll go off to the, like, we'll be nameless people in the fucking unknown regions or whatever. And she's like, no, dude, I'm gonna be queen And I have a duty to my country and my people. So, no, I'm not going to do that. Fuck him for putting her in that position. Oh, yeah. He fucking sucks. I didn't like him then. But then when the guy she's going to marry, his lover comes up to him and is like, hey, dude, we should be friends. Because we both love these people. And so we should agree to protect both of them. And he, like, just, like, beats the dude to death. He fucking sucks. I hate him. It's just it's stupid what they did with his
1: character. Because, I mean, obviously, I believe, uh, that was Joffrey, right? I believe that Joffrey died in the books, like, way different. And I just, I don't know why, like, why they did that to Kristen. Like, I think there was probably a better way for him to kill him other than, you know, beat him to fucking death. Or if there had been, like, a better motivation
0: for it. I just, I don't know, I, I found it all very upsetting. And also just the whole, the fact, I, I'm, ba- bury your gays is such a dangerous trope, which is you want credit for having gay characters, but then you immediately kill one of them off. Like it's such a prevalent thing in movies and in TV and in books. And it's just so disappointing to see how badly it was handled here.
1: It just shows that some shows never learn from mistakes. Um, fucking terrible. Allison is ready for fucking
0: war, dude. I mean, lady, your friend lied about having sex. Calm the fuck down. I like I like Allison a lot of the time. But the fact that, like, that's the thing that pisses her off so much. And I get, yeah, her dad got, you know, lost his job whenever. But come on. I feel for Allison in the sense
1: that she sees that Renira gets to enjoy sex. And she can't because she's with leprosy McGee over here. Like, that fucking sucks. And, you know, maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's a lot. But damn when she comes in that in that green gown and says you know congratulations on your on your wedding stepdaughter
0: oh my god no Dude, it's hardcore when the one guy leans over to his friend is like so what are the colors when when the whatever the place she's from goes to war and he's like green and she's like where oh my god I was fucking up like Part of it's fucking awesome. I just, again, I wish there was like a reasoning I could get behind more than she's mad that she lied to her about having sex. Yeah, because I mean, again, people game sex. If, if Kristen had any chill whatsoever, he could have just lied to her. That was a funny scene because she is, when she's asking him if Ranira had sex with Damon and he thinks that he's talking about her him, that I did enjoy. But, I don't know. Fucking idiot. I have to say, though, as much as I I still hate Otto, I did like that we get... I feel like what is a decent explanation for what he was doing. That it's not just he wants his blood on the throne. Although I do think that's part of it. But he tells Allison, Westeros will go to war, and Rhaenyra will half- have to kill your kids in order to preserve her right to the throne and I went I wish we had heard that like two episodes ago
1: I think it almost made it more powerful now that he's gone and that she knows what she has to do like she knows that she has to prepare her son for you know possibly being you know on the throne and I thought that was a really good scene they had god bless her though the girl can't act like when she's
0: trying to cry in the rain like there are no tears yeah i as i really like the chick who plays Renera, and so i'm going to miss her but i think that because next episode we saw from the preview we're finally going to get this 10 year time jump where they change actresses and i think with allison that might be for the best Yeah,
1: I mean, I I love sweet little Alicent, who, you know, shows up to Aegon's name, get Day,
0: looking 12 months pregnant, but... (sighs) She's fine in in the scenes where, those beginning scenes when she first goes to the king and is all nervous and, like, biting her nails and just is gonna read to him from the book, but when she has to be emotional, not angry, not the best.
1: Yeah, she's not the best, so I'm excited for the newer actress. But I'm also nervous to, you know, for what's going to happen in these next couple episodes because
0: uh, it's going to be wild. Digging the show though, but I am so ready for her to bone her uncle. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all for boning uncles. Um, just on the show. <laughs> I hope that the next actor playing Rhaenyra has as much chemistry with Matt Smith as the younger one does because their chemistry is off the charts. It's pretty good.
1: I really hope so too. I love Matt Smith though. Matt Smith is doing a
0: fantastic job. So I was talking to celebrity artist, Chris Hall earlier today, and he mentioned that what with the old rich white lady dying and shit, he had, he and his wife had started to watch The Crown. And I thought, man, you know what? I really like The Crown. So I put the first episode on today. And I think I might continue to watch The Crown again. Because I really like it.
1: I know. I was thinking of re-watching too. Because um, I, I'm into, like, just when something big happens in, you know, history. Like, I'm immediately interested intrigued yada yada yada. so the queen dying brings a lot of things that we haven't experienced in in history in many 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 years i mean for instance you know a funeral as big as the one on monday and we're getting a fucking coronation like you know how exciting it's going to be watching a coronation i mean i know like Marky fucking sucks but i'm invested in it just to see like the whole fucking show like well
0: it's It's weird because how often do you get a chance to see, I mean, not all of it, obviously, but some of those traditions literally go back to medieval times. And that's kind of bananas to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yes, it's absolutely horrific that it still exists and absolutely should not but from a sort of almost an anthropological point of view it is fascinating yeah I I'm super
1: intrigued like with you know the the inauguration or not the inauguration the um coronation the coronation um I lost my I lost my track of thought however I'm nervous because I hope that it doesn't intertwine with celebration.
0: I don't know. We'll be fine.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. I know. Um, as soon as um, the queen died, because um, I had to wake up Carlos because he was still sweeping, because I was working from home that day. So I was literally like, I I was watching CNN and, like right when they announced that she died, like I was fucking there, Emily. And like, I was like, <laughs> I was fucking there. So, <laughs> I woke up, Carlos, I'm like, hey, the queen died. And he's like, no way. And then, like, after, like, five minutes,
0: he's like, I wonder how Kevin's doing. (laughs) I, Carlos and I do not text. I mean, we have, I have his number in my phone. Occasionally, we've tried to text before. But the fact that Carlos texted me (laughs) to ask about Kevin made me laugh so fucking hard.
1: I know because he wanted he wanted me to text him. I'm like, why don't you just text her? I'm like, you're more curious than I am. <laughs> oh man, our our designated Brit or Londoner, one of them, one of them.
0: One of them. Other oh, than celebrity artist,
1: the celebrity artist Chris Hall.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Britain, you know what we have not talked about yet. Uh, great British Bake Off. Great, go just break off his back. They started the season because they always start with their terrible little skit. The terrible little skit this week was a Star Wars skit. And I feel like it is a gift directly to our show.
1: It's a gift because I wish we had that Star Wars versus the one we have now.
0: (laughs) They're not at all funny. I hate them and they make me cringe, but there is something I have. There's some sort of affection in my heart for the terrible puns and the awful costumes. They are so unnecessary. I don't know who they are for. I just want to see people make cakes. But then we saw people make cakes and I like them because they're nice and they make good looking cakes and they're nice to each other and they feel bad for each other when they fail at making cakes.
1: Yeah, but no one really failed making cakes other than the guy who was sent home and the girl who... I, I think this deserves props, is that she saw that, okay, some of my cake is underdone, so I'm going to grab part of the cake that's done and copy and paste it into my cake. I Why haven't people been doing that in the beginning? That's fucking you genius. Gotta,
0: you gotta put... You, a Frankenstein a cake however you have to is smart people don't think about that I feel like this is the first time we've seen that in the show maybe I don't know I feel like maybe we've seen that before but anyway it's smart which is once there's frosting on it it's all just one cake Yeah, I really like the guy who won Star Baker the Polish guy I thought he was very sweet and when he calls his boyfriend at the end My heart melted. He said he was Star Caker. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of Baker. He was adorable. I like him. I like the nuclear scientist guy. I like the lady with the purple hair. Oh, I love her.
1: I know. I, I didn't really like the guy who was sent
0: home very much. But. He. I feel like if he had been on for longer, I would have learned to like him. But when you only see somebody panicking, it it wears a little thin. Even though, like, my heart goes out to him because it's super stressful and nobody wants to fail, especially not on an international television show. He seemed nice, but when you just see somebody flailing and that's your only experience with them, it's not like, oh, I love that guy.
1: Yeah, and I'm always waiting for handshakes, too, in the beginning of the episode, because sometimes Paul will give those handshakes in the beginning, but no one got any handshakes, which is kind of a bummer, but, I mean, everyone seems, like, really good. Like, it, he was the obvious
0: one to go home, because everyone did a pretty good job. There were no hugely obvious failures, and when they did the make a cake that looks like a house, they all looked like houses. Some of them were a little less detailed than others, obviously, but compared to last season when they did the make a cake. Was it last season that they did the make a cake that looks like a celebrity thing? And they were all horrifying monstrosities. <laughs> Whose goddamn idea was that? Like you're just asking for failure. Uh, it's I mean, that is such an enormous ask to make a cake that looks like a person. Uh, just a huge thing that most professionals couldn't even do. Like, it's such a specific skill set, even within sculptural baking, to make a face. House, make much more reasonable for your first challenge. Still hard, don't get me wrong. I couldn't do it. But, I could make at least a cake that you go, okay, that's supposed to be a house. Man, I can never make a cake that looks like a house. I can barely make a cake. I'm pretty good at making cake. Oh my god, next time I make a chocolate cake. I'm totally trying soy sauce instead of salt. That's genius! I'd never thought of that before, but I love umami, especially in sweets. And the thought—I mean, I don't know if I'd do it necessarily in the cake, but I like—I think like a, if you do that in a, in a dark chocolate frosting or something. Oh my god! Yeah, let me know how that goes. Oh, I'm—I'm I'm so excited to try it. Okay, like, that was one of those things. I'm like, I can't believe I've never thought of that before. I think it would be really similar to how people do miso caramel mm-hmm.
1: yeah overall it was, a, it was a good first episode i i always forget how calming bake off is for me because i feel like after like the second challenge i want to go to sleep because <laughs> it's like so nice and so calm the music's calm so it was one of those where we're watching it on saturday night and then we had to finish the rest of it the next morning because um i was falling asleep
0: but, man, all yeah. those red oh. velvets
1: looked good. Oh
0: yeah. I'm not a huge fan of a velvet cake just because I can only eat about two bites of red velvet cake before I'm done. But they all... Looked, uh, even, uh, yeah, again, a couple of failures, but not like some of the disasters we've seen previously. I also really like the woman, I forget her name, she was the one when, when Noel was talking to her, and she was talking about how they had coconut trees in their house growing up, and... They want She was like, oh, we see the monkeys climbing the tree and then we want to do it too. And Noel's just like, this is my favorite conversation I'm going to have today.
1: <laughs> I know, she was adorable. Because she was forming the palm tree. Everyone was looking at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's, yeah, she's adorable. She'll
0: go far. Yeah, I hope so. I want them all to go far, which is not how shows work, but... <laughs>
1: I know. Well, it's always hard for Matt or Noel to send someone home,
0: so that's always a bummer. Yeah. But I'm glad that we have this show for the next several weeks. It's always a nice little light thing to have, and I think especially since the other show I'm watching is House of the Dragon, which is fucking depressing to shit, and gross and violent, and Lord of the Rings, which is has some violence and some depressing and also I'm behind on. But it's not light fluff. And so just a nice show where people are nice to each other. It's the reason I like Bluey. I just like things to be nice sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to watch the Lord of the Rings show. I'm just not into Lord of the Rings too much. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's just not my thing. It's, it's fine. Which is sort of exactly what I wasn't expecting it to be. I thought I would either love it or hate it. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. That's good.
1: That's good coming from you.
0: <laughs>
1: well, damn! I'm thinking now. Next week we're going to review Andor. Yeah. Bake Off. Mm-hmm. House of the Dragon.
0: Yeah. And have you been watching She-Hulk? I am behind on She-Hulk. I'm, but I'm only like one episode behind. Oh, it's cute. I like it's it. It's fun. I like her so much. Both as an actress and as a character, and I like the fact that they're just decided you can have a show that isn't that important and is just kind of funny. And Madison is the greatest character Marvel has ever introduced. Thank you. Yes, even though
1: she spoiled Sopranos for me, she's the fucking best.
0: Yeah, she's she she spoiled it for Longers too.
1: I guess me and -er Wongers share something in common. Oh my god. She was so funny. It's a good show. It makes me laugh, so I'm in. Yeah. Things can just be funny. And that's fine. Yeah. Oh, they also showed us a sneak preview of, uh... Of She-Hulk at D23 because, uh what's his name uh daredevil is going to be in it i think that's who the guy is charlie cox yeah
0: i like him he's hot
1: i that's what i was gonna say i'm like i'm not gonna mind looking at him because he was at d23 too carlos was so excited he i don't think i've heard carlos like scream as loud as he did when he saw charlie cox
0: it was very cute. I, I liked him. And I liked, the, I liked the Netflix Daredevil show, so I'm glad he's back. And I'm super glad D'Onofrio's back. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah.
1: What a busy couple weeks. I'm glad we're back together, though, it Was we're not recording for a while.
0: Yeah, because... I always feel bad. But, you know, it's like the first week because you were in Vegas and then we just didn't have a day we could do last week, and then even if we had had a day, that day was the day my apartment flooded, so.
1: Yeah, that would have been a disaster, but, you know, I'm glad that we have other podcasts, you know, like stuff Looking Podcasters, you know, Blue Harvest, um, Star Wars Spelt Out, just like other different podcasts that, you know, our listeners can listen to when we're not here because, I mean, when when you're with friends, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be with
0: friends. Yeah. So, obviously, like we said, we haven't seen Andor yet, but we will have seen it next week, so we'll talk about it then. Hopefully, we both like it, but if not, we'll have some things to say about it. Either way, uh, is there anything else, Brittany, that we are forgetting? Uh, probably not. Star Wars is shit, so
1: no. I mean, not like shit, but just there's not much there right now, which is like totally fine, but very harsh. Well, where can people find you on the internet? You find me on Twitter and Instagram at Instagram at Canto Brit. What about you?
0: I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at by Pod. You can email us CantoBitPod at gmail.com. Um, as always, thank you for listening. And we will, like 99% sure, talk to you guys next week. Bye.
2: Bye. Uh, Kanto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest. be a canto bitch. Britney the change and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto Bitch, number one. All my girls at All my girls at the E.F. Kanto Brick. Got the goods and I just can't quit. How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD. Send emails, just listen and chill. Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill. Ask them a question or send a top three. Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me. oh my God. are better, check out some folks, they want a bang and a refresher, Asajj Ventress and Kylo Ren, yo, will have Tarkin and of course Mendo, send a shout to the Porgs rust and Rustin Brown, and Emily's dad straight putting it down, every week my girls be getting it done, I should know, I've been down since day one.